to the Mission Dorothy Podcast with your hostess, Tamikis Williams. Hello, thank you so much for joining us here at the Mission Dorothy Podcast. I hope that you guys enjoyed the last two episodes where I was working with you in order to be able to build your self-awareness. And I hope that you guys are utilizing enough time to process um, self-awareness as well as to use the 10 strategies that I gave you. And, you know, we talked about uh, you guys taking time out to maybe utilize a whole week per strategy so that you can really work toward um, building your self-awareness to the place to where you are creating positive change in your day-to-day life. And so I hope that you guys have really been working hard at utilizing those last two episodes because they are definitely key when it comes to your uh, journey to um, authentic living, as well as, you know, just your journey to self-discovery, right? And so it's definitely important for you guys to follow through with those two episodes and the exercises and really make time, make enough time for it. Uh, But, you know, just make sure that you are really utilizing um, enough time to really process thoroughly um, self-awareness in each one of the five elements there. Okay, and so let's jump into today's episode. Today's episode is about boundaries. Right. And we all understand what boundaries are. Some of us. Um, don't know how to set boundaries or be consistent with setting boundaries as well as crossing boundaries, right? And so today I just want us to know what our boundaries are because oftentimes people put themselves in situations where they are people-pleasing or allowing other people to uh, push past the boundaries that they've set for themselves as well. And so I want you guys to like really be mindful that when you set boundaries, you have to make sure that you hold yourself accountable for making sure nobody, you don't allow anyone to um, push past your boundaries, right? So boundaries are set in order to protect, right? They're there to protect you from you know, any kind of negativity coming from an external source. And so boundaries can be healthy and they can be unhealthy. They're healthy when you are setting boundaries, when it comes to, um, you know, not sacrificing your happiness, your time, your attention, your emotions, uh, your heart. And it becomes unhealthy when you are doing the opposite of that, right? When you are allowing people to push past your boundaries where you are self-sacrificing your feelings and your emotions and your wants and needs and your heart um, as well. So I want to start out with uh, a good example because I think some of you guys may be able to relate to this when it comes to um, boundaries or the inability to be able to set boundaries. So we have an example. We're going to say Irene. So Irene, she's a stockbroker, came to therapy because she was overwhelmed by guilt following the suicide of her closest female friend. She had begged her depressed friend to seek professional help, but her friend had refused. 
she had spent hundreds of hours trying to help her friend out in her pain to no avail. If only I had found a way to stop her, she cried to the therapist. If if only I had given her hope somehow. Now, we can see already where Irene um, has taken on the responsibility for her friend's um, suicide. And she's living in that shoulda, woulda, coulda negative mindset, uh, negative thinking style. And um, so here, she's definitely crossing some ba- some boundaries. So what we saw in that example is that she identified too much with her uh, feelings um, by attaching her worth to being a helper, right? So she's attached her worth to being a helper and unconsciously she imagined that she was or should be all powerful. So she should have been able to stop her friend from committing suicide, but she was not able to. So now she's living in the shoulda, woulda, coulda, and what if. When her friend swallowed a bottle of sleeping pills, Irene's self-esteem collapsed, right? Or rather her illusion of self-esteem collapsed as, you know, self-esteem is based on her fantasy and self-delusion is not real in the first place. So Irene definitely attached her self-esteem to being a helper. And when you're trying to help someone and you're not able to help them, then of course your self-esteem is going to plummet because you've attached your self-esteem to this ability to be able to help people. You can help people, but it may not always be successful. Right. And you have to understand the power of putting out that energy to try to assist someone. But ultimately, the end result is based off of their action, not your assistance. Right. And so um, so with Irene, Irene, you know, her self-esteem collapsed and, you know, she kind of, um, you know, lost herself in trying to help her friend. Irene had always prided herself in the sense of responsibility. If it was a problem, whether it was hers or someone else's, she took it upon herself to solve it. She enjoyed her feelings of competence and she enjoyed the appreciation she received. She had very little experience of defeat, and when it came in the form of her friend's suicide, she was devastated. So she's devastated for two reasons, A, because she lost her close friend, and B, because, you know, she's so used to helping people, she kind of like, you know, attaches her self-worth to her ability to help people. She's had a great track record when it comes to assisting others, Um, and, you know, she kind of like gets fed by helping people and she gets this, you know, kind of like high off of seeing the benefits of her uh, interventions when it comes to helping others. But Irene is not balanced to the point to where she can also accept not being able to assist someone or, uh, you know, when the experience turns negative and Irene is not able to deal with that, right? So 
A sense of responsibility, it is a virtue, but to practice it intelligently, we need to understand that we can only be responsible in matters open to our choice, right? So we cannot own, I'm sorry, we cannot control what other people do, right? We can only put our solutions out there and we cannot control their their deciding, their ultimate um, decision, right? So... We need to know what is within our power and also what is not in our power. Otherwise, misguided notions of responsibility can be disastrous for us. Right. And so when we set boundaries that, you know, that's why boundaries are so important, because a it helps you to help other people understand where you're coming from, uh, your needs and your wants and what you're not willing to deal with, right? And so if we're allowing um, people to push past our boundaries, then we are not, um, you know, we're not going to be happy about that, right? And then we're going to have to deal with the repercussions when it comes to whatever their behavior is, whether it's negative or positive, you know, we, you, you know, you have to deal with those repercussions when it's negative, right? So when you have set a boundary and, you know, a family member or, you know, your lover or a friend, you know, does not respect your boundary and you're not holding them accountable, then ultimately you will be the one, you know, sacrificing your feelings and your emotions when it comes to, um, you know, the, um, them pushing past your boundary. The truth is we are responsible for our own choices and actions and for no one else's, you know, we may be able to influence, but we cannot control another's mind right? We cannot determine what someone else will think or do. We need to learn where our boundaries are. This is what Irene had to come to grips with in her therapy, right? Irene did not see her own boundaries, right? She is hurt, you know, that she lost a friend and she feels that she could have done something different or she wished that she would have done something different to save her friend or to change her friend, uh, her friend's mind from, you know, committing the suicide. And, you know, I mean, Irene is here. She's devastated. And not only is she devastated, but her self-esteem is like super low. So at this point, Irene may be feeling like, well, you know what? I am not going to try to help anybody else, you know, and she's going to have this negative um, relationship, an adversarial relationship with herself until she's able to work through it with her therapist and, you know, be able to see that she really did not have uh, as much control as she thought. So a little bit more insight about Irene is that as a child, she had seen her mother fulfill the role of inexhaustible caregiver, not only with the immediate family, but also with relatives and friends. She saw that if someone was in trouble, her mother immediately merged with that individual and took responsibility for finding a solution and felt unhappy when she couldn't. So growing up, Irene watched her mother be a helper, 
right? Irene watched her mother jump in and work to try to help save people, um, you know, from whatever it was that they were dealing with at the time. So as a little girl, Irene, you know, saw this ability in her mother and picked up on that and assigned that ability to herself as well. And so somewhere along the line, Irene was probably able to see, you know, just the benefit of her mother helping other people and, you know, the gratefulness from the other people, as well as seeing her mother be fulfilled in her caregiver role as well. And so Irene agreed along the way that, you know, that's a good way to have relationships with people and, you know, is to be able to assist them, right? So this is a role that she is assigning to herself um, in other people's life. So um, as Irene watched her mother, you know, while she was in therapy, she made a statement and she said, she said, I grew up thinking that being a woman meant not having boundaries. My God. How many of us, how many of us have had that same understanding, right? You've watched your mom, you've watched your parents, your caregiver, you know, go the extra mile and, you know, try to help people. You've watched them allow men to, um, you know, push past their boundaries and, you know, do what they want, what they want. You may have watched your mother be a victim in a relationship. You may have watched uh, the dynamics between your parents when it comes to not respecting boundaries, as well as your parents may have, you know, disrespected your boundaries. And so somewhere along the line, you know, with what Irene saw in the women in her life growing up, the message was, was that being a woman meant that you have no boundaries, right? And if we really look at it too, when it comes to society, like society really uh, push past women boundaries as well, right? Society is trying to tell you what you should look like, how you should dress, you know, what is the standard of beauty, all of these types of things without considering the fact that at the end of the day, we are all different, right? So Irene definitely had a tough time uh, with, um, you know, we can see that she had a tough time losing her friend, but growing up, she definitely got some negative messages from the women in her life. And so I want you to sit with yourself and think about what are the messages that you, what are the messages you received when it comes to boundaries uh, growing up? Right. Was it clear, you know, were you able to watch your mother or, you know, your caregiver uh, set boundaries and hold people accountable? Or did you watch the women in your life allow men to, you know, um, push past their boundary setting and, you know, violate their space or their body or, you know, um, ver verbally uh, push past boundaries, physically push past boundaries, um, you know, so I want you to really sit with yourself and think about that, you know, where, where, you know, when you look at your parent, when did you see your parents set boundaries, right? Um, and what relationships did you, did you watch your parents set boundaries, right? How can you recognize that your parent did not 
uh, hold others accountable for not pass push passing her boundary as well. And so um, Irene definitely has some work to do. Right. So let's look at a different example. Um, we're going to talk about Florence. So Florence was an office manager. And this is going to, uh, you know, we're going to talk about boundaries um, look like on the job. Right. So Florence, she was an office manager in a cosmetic business. Her staff often came to her with problems. It was their task to solve. Right. So her staff would come to her with problems, but it was their job to actually solve the problem. Right. Florence found it difficult to say no to anyone and put long hours in after quitting time. Right. So Florence, instead of her being assertive and, you know, giving her staff their responsibility back, Lawrence, I mean, Florence, I said Lawrence, <laughs> Florence, um, you know, Florence decided not well, not decided her uh, way of being when it comes to boundaries is that she does not have any right when it comes to her employees. And so Florence was allowing them to push past boundaries if she even set any in the first place and she would take on their task. But that's their job. That's what that's why they're getting paid. Right. It is because these are the tasks that they are responsible for. So now, you know, Florence is sitting here and she is working long hours, way past quitting time. Everybody else is at home, chilling, having dinner, spending time with their family. And she is still at work. Right. So when. Um, when Lauren, I mean, I keep saying Lawrence. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> but Florence, Florence, Florence. OK, Florence. Um, so Florence was in therapy and in her therapy session, when it was pointed out that she was not discharging the duties for which she had been hired, namely inspiring other people to solve their problems rather than giving them ready made solutions Florence said, you're right, of course, but why do I find it so difficult to refuse when people ask for my help? Like, so Florence is having a hard time with saying no, right? She's having a hard time with turning people away when they ask her for her help and she's not seeing how she is sacrificing her own happiness, her own time for others who are of course, going to utilize her if she allowed them to, right? So she is, you know, having a hard time setting boundaries, you know, with others. So Florence says that I hear our minister's voice. Oh my goodness. He come to church saying, women be a giver, not a taker. Now we know. Now, y'all, come on. So Florence has been influenced by her pastor and Florence feeling that as a woman of God, she has to be a giver and not a taker. So basically, she does not have the right to receive from others, but her job is basically to, you know, give to others. So while in therapy, the therapist asked her, how about 
being a woman who carries her own weight and requires others to do likewise. Do you think that would be feminine? So the therapist is challenging Florence when it comes to this belief, this negative distortion that she's been carrying for God knows how long. Right. That women should be givers and not takers. And she, you know, walked away from the church with this with this, you know, understanding. So the therapist is challenging her to think about, like, are you attaching this to um, this is what femininity is? It's, you know, you're it's giving. Right. So. He's also challenging Florence with the thought of, um, you know, being a woman who carries her own weight. Right. So he's trying to get Florence to look at or redefine how she identifies what a woman should and should not be doing. Right. So the therapist is like, you know, well, what about if what about if a woman you know, chose to carry her own weight, right? And she required others to do the same. And so this will help um, Florence to really work toward redefining what womanhood and femininity look like to her, right? And so when we think about it, though, when we think about the socialization women are often encouraged, right? So I'm sorry, I'm not saying that correctly. When it comes to socialization from women, right? Women are often encouraged to identify themselves as caretakers who recognize no boundaries between themselves and others, right? To challenge this notion may require independence and courage. It may require saying no to the external voices of authority figures from one's childhood. So the you know, society tries to encourage this caretaker role by women, right? And as women, we can all understand this. We've seen it in our parents, we see it in ourselves to a certain extent. But it's important to be able to set the boundary there because if we're so busy taking care of everybody else, who's taking care of us? Right? Who's taking care of us if we're not taking care of ourselves? So once again, we are sacrificing our own needs for everybody else. Now, don't get me wrong. It's important for us to, you know, be willing to help other people. But we also have to be realistic with ourselves when it comes to setting the boundary because you can help, but you don't want to disable. You don't want to enable, right? So you still want people to be able to do for themselves versus always being dependent on you. You know, a lot of times when I have clients and they start to set boundaries and they start to, you know, do the work on themselves, family, friends, uh, romantic, you know, relationships tend to suffer a little bit because when they met you, you were in that giver 
caretaker role. And when you decided to start working on you and you start to set the boundaries and really realize that um, you need to set the boundaries because you are not having enough time to focus on your own needs and wants, then sometimes people aren't happy about that, right? They will uh, say uh, that you've changed or you're acting funny or, you know, feeling like they've done something wrong when in actuality, it's just really about the fact that you've decided to turn inward instead of putting all your time and attention outward. Right. And so, yes, we all want to be a helper to some extent. You know, this life is not just about us individually. It's about all of us. And we're all connected in some form or fashion. And I just think that the sooner the world understand that, the better this world can be. Right. And so we have to really be diligent with um, creating balance in our life and not allowing others to you know, cause us to be unbalanced in the area of boundaries. You know, we need time for ourselves. We need time to reboot. We need time to assess. We need time to create change, to deal with our own feelings, to self-explore. And we don't really have time to give all of our time away to everybody else. And so many women get lost in this caretaker role when we also got to understand that we need to be taken care of, too. So while you are out taking care of everybody else, you have to make sure that you're taking care of yourself as well. Right. So the therapist gave Florence the sentence completion exercise in hopes that it helps her to clarify her feelings in this issue. So he started out with giving her the sentence stem. So for the, for those of you guys who may not have heard other episodes, earlier episodes. So um, Nathaniel Brendan, um, he uses sentence stems. And so what he does is he will give give a sentence stem and ask the client to complete the sentence stem and answer it. Um you know, try not to give it too much thought, but the first thing that comes off their head, you know, that comes up in their head, um, they want, um, he wants them to say it, right? I'm sorry, y'all, I'm getting a little tongue twisted. All right, so he gave Florence the sentence stem. If I would say no when I want to say no, and yes, when I want to say yes, And when he gave her this sentence stem, he asked her to keep repeating the stem, right? Putting a different ending on it each time. And here's what she said. So basically he said, he, he told her, I want you to repeat the stem. And at the end of each stem, I want you to say whatever basically is on your mind. So the stem, if I will say no when I want to say no and yes when I want to say yes. Florence said, I'd be a different person. People might like me. I'd get more done. I'd take better care of myself. I'd have more self-respect. 
my staff would have uh, have to grow up. I'd stop treating them as children. I'd learn intelligent self-responsibility and I'd teach it to the people I supervise. All right now, Florence, now we getting somewhere, right? Now we're getting somewhere, right? So Florence, you know, the therapist is helping Florence to redefine how she look at uh, setting boundaries, uh, respecting herself, her time, her attention, and helping her to redefine how she look at femininity, right? So she, the therapist is helping her to remove this negative connotation or this negative um, distortion that she picked up from the church about women being care, supposed to be caregivers and, you know, being uh, givers and not receivers. And so Florence has been able to like really explore, okay, if I, you know, if I were to say no when I want to say no and yes when I want to say yes, then Florence was able to see that, you know, basically it'll give her control back over her position on her job. Her employees will have to, you know, boss up there and, you know, be responsible for their own work task. Uh, she would be more productive. Um, she said that she would be a different person. She said people just may like her and she would stop treating her uh, employees like children. That was great. That was really great. And so if you guys are struggling with, you know, if you are one of those people who don't know how to say no and you're always a yes person, then ask yourself that same sentence stem. Right. If I was to say no when I want to say no and yes, when I want to say yes. And I want you to repeat that sentence stem at least like a good seven times. And after the end of the sentence stem, I want you to write out a different response at the end of each sentence stem. So you will have seven, seven different statements uh, to match the seven uh, times you've said the sentence stem, right? And so what we have to realize as we talk about this boundary setting is sometimes people take on inappropriate responsibilities for others as a way of avoiding taking proper responsibility for themselves. Now, unconsciously, they seek to, to um, lose themselves in the problem of others, right? Now, I don't think you know, some people may, but most people aren't trying to lose themselves in the problems of others. They just have a hard time saying no or disappointing someone or that, you know, they have this habit of trying to make everybody happy. But when women are told in effect that femininity equals selfish, I'm sorry, selflessness, they are encouraged down this road. If independence and self-responsibility feel like a burden, that doctrine can be seductive, right? And so unconsciously, we need to understand a lot goes on in our minds in the in the subconscious, unconsciously of us, you know, we don't know, right? And so we have to really understand the power of 
our actions and the messages that we send to our self. Right. And so if femininity equals selflessness. Then, you know, this is you, you know, not taking on your own needs, but taking on everybody else's needs, right? And instead, what I want you to focus more on is that independence and that self-responsibility of being assertive enough to, you know, those are six pillars from the six pillars, right? So I want you to be self-responsible. I want you to be, um, you know, have the ability to stand up for yourself and set those boundaries so that you can uh, protect your own mental balance, right? So that you can respect your own time, so that you can respect your own needs and wants, and so that you can also help other people to be more responsible in their own life, right? You don't want to sit and enable people, right? Enabling is you know, a handicap, you're handicapping them and you're preventing them from learning what they need to learn, from doing what they should be doing, from being self-responsible themselves. You're trying to do all of those things for them and that's just not going to work out, right? It's not going to work out for you in the long run and it definitely will not work out for the other person because once again, it's enabling. And so we definitely don't want to get in the habit of enabling others. We want to be able to help people learn how to help themselves as well, right? So it's okay to help, but to help with balance, but you also want to help teach the person how to help themselves. That way they won't have to keep coming back and forward to you trying to get assistance. They will be able to do it on their own, right? So, however, you know, misguided notions of responsibility are not a monopoly of um, women. Sometimes, you know, parents, fathers, as much as mothers, torture themselves because even though they have done their honest, conscious, best effort, their children do not develop as the parents had hoped and the parents feel guilty. Right. So we try to raise our children to be self-sufficient, self-responsible, to be assertive and to, uh, you know, not be afraid to stand up for their needs and wants. Right. But sometimes, you know, we can we can raise our children to the best of our ability and we can do a great job at it. But we have to understand, like going back to Irene, people are going to make the final decision. So irregardless of how much you've helped them or how much, you know, assistance you've given them, how what you've taught them at the end of the day, the final decision is up to that person. Right. They can take into consideration the help and all the assistance that you've given them, but they have to decide if they want to use it or not. Right. Some people may use it and some people may not. So it's very important, you know, that we understand that even though we're helping people, you know, you can give people resources and assistance and they can, you know, play out, you know, act as if they're going to utilize it. And they may never they they may never use it. 
right? Because at the end of the day, the end result is up to that person. Okay, so stop putting yourself in situations where you're let down because this person did not do what you uh, suggested or they did not take the assistance you gave and utilize it properly. Like at, you, you got to work toward giving people their responsibility back. Right. You have to stop taking on other people's responsibility like Florence, you know, you have to help people learn how to be self-responsible, not be responsible for them. So that's that boundary. You set the boundary by guiding versus doing and you guide them on how to do so that they can do it themselves and they won't have to keep coming back to you trying to get you to do something for them. Okay, so here we are. Parents, you know, raise their children. Seems like, you know, dads tend to uh, have a a more, you know, more of a harder time um, than moms do. But I think we all feel a certain kind of way when we've raised our children up and then they decide to go against what you've taught them. Right. But as parents, we have to learn to let go and let them go out and experience life. And, you know, sometimes some people have to learn the hard way. And, you know, sometimes people have to learn on their own. Right. When that when that butt hit the ground, then, you know, sometimes that can wake people up. So, you know, once again, we can assist, but ultimately it's up to the person to utilize your assistance properly, right? But we also have to be mindful of how we choose to assist and not overstep, okay? And and not enable. So when when it comes to the parents and this feeling of guilt because, you know, they really worked hard and uh, their their children did not develop as the parents hoped, then they tend to imagine themselves to possess a power no human being possesses. And that power is the power to determine what choices another person will make, right? So that goes right back to what I just said. We can try our best to influence others, but at the end of the day, the choice is theirs. And we have to respect that whether it is good or whether that choice is bad, we have to respect that, right? And so if children need to learn where they end and their parents begin, then parents need to learn the same lesson. That's good. That's good right there, right? So let me go back. So it says, Here we are with parents who, you know, are feeling a certain kind of way because they their children did not um, develop the way that the parents wanted them to. Right. And so then the parents feel that they have this human possibility to be able to determine what choices their children are going to make for their own life. And so right there, we have to understand where our parental responsibility ends 
and our children's responsibility begin. So that is setting the boundary, right? And understanding that I have parented my child to the best of my ability, but at this state and age, it is up to my a young adult to make the best decisions for themselves. So therefore, I have to step back and set my boundary and allow my young adult child or my young adult to um, make their own decisions, right? So the same way the parent has to set that boundary, the, ch- the child also has to understand that as well, that there is a boundary there. And when you get to a certain age, you're responsible for your own life, right? And you can't sit and blame your parents for your choices. Like at the end of the day, your parents have already raised you. They have done the best that they can with the resources that they've had. And the rest is up to you, right? As parents, parents will be there. You know, some parents, not all parents, but as parents, parents will be there to support you along the journey, assist you in Uh, You know, if you should fail in something or make a bad decision. But at the end of the day, once you become an adult, that's your life. Right. And so that boundary has to be set between the parent and the child. And this is not always easy for parents, you know, because, you know, we're so used to having that level of control. But at the end of the day, we should also be excited about releasing that level of control, trusting the parenting that we've already done and working to allow our children to uh, make their own decisions. Right. And so if we were to look at this in the context of a relationship. So sometimes a wife despairs because in spite of her best efforts, she cannot stop her husband's drinking. That's the example, right? So she may have tried to do all kinds of things, but at the end of the day, she is not able to stop her husband from drinking. Sometimes a husband despairs because no matter what he does, he cannot stop his wife's attachment to tranquilizers. So we have this. These are two examples, right? You have a wife who is trying to stop her husband from drinking. Then you have a husband who is trying to stop his wife from utilizing or uh, abusing that Xanax. Right. And so. Oftentimes, you know, when we're sitting in situations like that, we may say to ourselves, if I only knew the right thing to say or do, then maybe, you know, maybe they will stop. Right. If I if I only knew what, you know, the correct words to say, like, no, at the end of the day, people do not stop using a substances until they are ready. They can't stop for their mom or their children or their husband or wife. Like at the end of the day, they have to make that choice to say, you know what? I am done with this mess and I am ready to change. Until then, the family can do whatever they want. But at the end of the day, it is the decision of the uh, person who is utilizing the substances. So we really have to understand that we do not have the power to um, determine what choices other people will make. Right. And so 
when we think about, you know, just this topic of boundary setting, one of the things that we need to understand is that one of the meanings of living responsibly is knowing what we are, excuse me, and what we are not responsible for. We need to know what is and is not subject to our own um, violation of choice. So we need to understand that we need to understand what we can and what we cannot control, what we are responsible for and what we are not responsible for. And in the situation when it comes to Irene, Irene was not responsible for her friend deciding to commit suicide. Irene did what she could do and the friend ultimately made the final decision and that final decision was to take her life, you know. And so Irene had to learn that even though, you know, she loved her friend and she cared for her friend and it hurts that her friend is now gone. Irene had to learn the lesson. And this is this was a hard lesson to learn in this way. Right. Because God would definitely teach us some lessons in a hard way. But Irene had to learn that she's not responsible for the choice that her friend made. You know, and it was a good thing that Irene went to therapy to process that loss and, you know, just all the emotions that she was going through. But as I was saying, um, you know, we need to know what it is and is not. I'm sorry. We need to know what is and is not subject to our, um, you know, when it comes to our choices, what is and is not within our power, what is up to us and what isn't. Without this understanding, we cannot practice intelligent self-responsibility and we cannot protect ourselves against others, inappropriate demands or inappropriate demands we place upon ourselves. So, as we talk about boundaries, we have to understand that we have to set boundaries with ourselves and we have to set boundaries with other people. And so if you find that you have an issue when it comes to setting boundaries, I want to recommend that you look into getting the book. Um, it's called Boundaries. Um and the book is written by, give me just a moment. Let me see if I can grab it off of my uh, bookshelf here. The book is written by Dr. Henry Cloud and Dr. John Townsend. Boundaries. That's the name of the book. The cover is a red pencil drawing a line down the middle of the cover. Um... And the goal of this book is to help you understand when to say yes, how to say no, and how you can take control of your life again. So I would definitely suggest that you look into this book um, when it comes to being able to set boundaries. All right. 
So I hope that this episode helped you help you guys when it comes to setting boundaries. I do apologize for the tongue tied. I feel like I was a little all over the place with this one, but I will not be able to re-record this. Okay, so I need y'all to work with me on it. Uh, listen to it again if you feel like you've missed something, and I will um, definitely come back and do a, a second episode on boundaries. But what I want you to take away from this is is that I just want you to understand that at, as at the end of the day, you do not have control over another person's decision making. Right? Not an adult. Children, maybe. But when it comes to adults, you can't control another adult's choices. It is highly important that you set boundaries in your life, in your relationships, because if you don't, then it definitely causes a lot of emotional distress. Right? And the crazy part about it is, and and this is what I really want y'all to think about is that when you set boundaries and you allow other people to push past your boundary, the only person that is suffering is you. When you do not set boundaries, draw the line in the sand and let people know what they can and cannot do, the only person that is hurt by that is you. Are you seeing the cycle here? When you don't set boundaries in situations where you need to set them, you are the only one that will suffer the negative consequences of not setting them. Not the person that's pushing past them, but you. So if you're in a relationship, whether it's romantic, family or friend, and you know that you have people in your life who do not respect your boundaries, who push past your boundaries and you allow them to do so, it's time to change. And I can tell you, as soon as you set those boundaries, I'm not going to say that it's easy, especially if you're not used to setting boundaries, especially if you are a yes person, if you are a people pleaser, it is going to be difficult. I highly should suggest that you get that book boundaries because at the end of the day, You are responsible for your actions and other people are responsible for theirs. And setting boundaries is absolutely key to your quality of life and your level of happiness. Right? And so the same way, you know, you, uh, the same way, You would not allow someone to violate you when it comes to uh, your finances or even on the road, right, (laughs) while driving and and somebody trying to like, you know, just uh, jump in front of you, you know, that whole lane hopping. Then don't allow people to do it in your life. Right. I want you to think about that. Where do you allow people to. Um, push past your boundaries and where what areas in your life do you need to set boundaries and set stronger boundaries and one of the things that I want you guys to also remember is that 
setting boundaries is nothing bad about it. Now, people will make you feel bad about it, but that's only because they can no longer uh, get what they want. Right. They can no longer use and abuse you. Right. So they're going to make it seem like you're being mean, um, selfish, you know, rude and all of those types of things. But in actuality, you're not. You're respecting yourself. You are showing yourself self-love. You are protecting your worth, your, you know, um, and you are doing what is right. So everybody is not going to be happy about it. And that's okay. Right. That's perfectly fine. Um, Because at the end of the day, they probably need to set some boundaries in their life as well. So the last tip that I want to leave with you guys is when you set a boundary, I want you to understand that it's not permanent. Right. You can change, you know, you can change the intensity of your boundary. You can change the boundary. You can remove it whenever you want to. Um, You can add to it whenever you want to. Like boundaries are not uh, permanent. Like you can you can, you know, create make changes to them. Okay, so I hope that this episode helps you guys. Um, Make sure that you sit and do your assessment. Make sure that you think about this boundary setting as you work towards self-awareness and, you know, assess where are you when it comes to boundary setting. And like I said, this is not going to be easy to do for some people, right? For others, it may be, but for some people, it's not going to be easy. But please don't let that deter you. The benefit from setting boundaries is way bigger than the the inconvenience of feeling uncomfortable temporarily. Right. I would rather feel uncomfortable for my own well-being and, and, and balanced mind instead of once again sacrificing my emotional needs because of everybody else's feelings or not wanting to hurt somebody's feelings. OK. All right, you guys, uh, please share this episode with someone. If you know, you know, you if you know someone who um, can benefit from it, please share. Please uh, don't hesitate to uh, leave me a comment or a review um, on Instagram or Apple, on, you know, under the podcast. And um, I will see you guys in the next episode. Have a fantastic rest of the day. OK. Bye.